0: hello everyone welcome back to another episode of don't be so dramatic my name is rachel and this is the podcast where i talk to different people in the entertainment industry to discover what their job involves and how they got there guys this week you know who the guest is because you clicked on the episode you saw it in the title you thought That might be fun to listen to. Well, I tell you what, it is fun to listen to because I have with me Australian director Kriv Stenders. Kriv is the director of the Red Dog films. He also just did Danger Close, which is out in cinemas at the moment. That's the Australian war film. He did Kill Me Three Times. He did the two-part series of Wake in Fright recently as well. Oh, I tell you what. He's been around, he's done some things, and I was so excited to speak to him purely for my personal game, but I also thought it might be fun for you guys. So don't all thank me at once. Um, Kariv was so lovely. He has a lot to say about what it's like to be a director in the Australian industry and how he um, built himself up to doing feature films, which was ultimately his goal. So... I really enjoyed this chat I I got a lot out of it so I hope that you do too um, also quickly before I jump into the episode you may remember Rowan Chapman who was on the podcast last week now Rowan has started a website called the long haul which is for Australian actors um, coming up in the industry it's basically like a guide and a resource to kind of just help you out in knowing what is next for your career and what what you can potentially do. There's a lot on mental health um, and just health in general for actors as well on there. It is a fantastic website. I've linked it below. So go and have a look. Um, it's now launched. How exciting. Um, so yeah, that's the end of my spiel for today. So uh, without further ado, let's jump in. Hi, Kriv. How are you today?
1: I'm well, thank you.
0: Thank you for being here. I know you're um, a very busy man (laughs) doing all of the things. So you are an Australian director. Um, What, where, basically, where did your um, interest start in the industry slash directing slash everything else that you do as well as a writer and a producer?
1: Well, I was born in uh the mid 60s i was born in 1964 so do the math you'll work out how old i am uh and i grew up in brisbane in the 70s and um, i was 11 years old and my father took me to see a movie called jaws (laughs) i saw it with a full cinema and it was probably one of the most um pivotal incredible moments of my life um that film blew my mind uh I think it was more the film was one thing, but it was more the actual experience of sitting in a cinema like a full cinema watching this having this collective experience and it was almost, it was it was kind of a religious experience really I went, mm. what have I just experienced what have I just felt what have I just um uh, been witness to and I realized it was cinema it was movie making and I just fell in love with the medium from that moment on and did everything I could to find out about who directed it found out it was this guy called Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. who just a casual guy, yeah just this guy <laughs> uh, and worked found, then did some reading about him and found out that he was like me he was a kid and he started making Super 8 movies and that's how he started so I I forced my father to buy me a Super 8 camera and I just started making short films and things from 11 years on and it just became, it's just become this, this, this obsession, this, this love affair, this this, um, this calling that I've had and I've always wanted to make films and I've always wanted to direct and um, I've been doing it ever since. So it's, it's but you know, it's, it's, it's been a pretty kind of mercurial pathway. Uh, I went to film school. Um, I actually studied cinematography um, as a way to become a director because I was young, I was 21, I'd just done a BA at uh, Queensland Uni, made a bunch of short films, um, got into film school and decided that, you know, um, I wanted to learn a trade, I wanted to learn a craft and I became a cameraman Uh, and that's my background and then from there I left film school, started making music videos, TV commercials, documentaries and then eventually finally started making
0: feature films. Yeah, for sure. So um, with learning cinematography, it was kind of out of like necessity of like, well, I like, obviously, it's a requirement when you're making a film, you need a cameraman. So was it kind of like, oh, I'm gonna shoot my own films in order to direct them as well? Or was it just kind of understanding another part of the filmmaking process?
1: it certainly wasn't out of necessity I actually love cameras and I oh, love okay. photography and I love I love I love the, the again I love that medium and I think uh, you know I, I think what I loved about film the reason why I gravitated towards is that I'm a very you know I guess I'm I don't know whether I'm autistic or partly autistic or whatever. I don't know, but I'm, I'm Just a very, on the spectrum somewhere. <laughs> somewhere I, I definitely think I am on the spectrum somewhere. But I'm I'm a very visual. I, I think in I think in terms of it, pictures. Okay. And I think that's you know I love art and I love photography. I love painting. I love anything visual. Um, and to me, the camera was such a you know. Other kids learnt guitars and played music and recorded had bands and. Made music, and I was always envious of those guys because they could record an album in in eleven days and have it released. While back in my time, you know, shooting on film was very expensive. Even shooting on Super Eight, you could only get a certain kind of professional quality out of it. But um, but to me, camera learning camera was very a natural, just a natural. Um, Uh, pathway for me because it was like as I said it was like a musical instrument I could use it very creatively and I could Mm. learn about storytelling I could learn about directing I could learn about everything about filmmaking from sound to editing to art direction to performing to acting everything through the camera so for me it was a sort of a it was very very much a pragmatic decision
0: yeah for sure so because you are a visual person then um, how does that come into play with um because obviously um when you have actors in your film um the relationship between you and them um is always quite close because you know they're doing their thing and then blah 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 i'm sure everyone (laughs) understands how that works um so how does um How does that come into play when you're kind of conversing with the actors and going like this is my vision Um, does it does it mean you're explaining it from like a more like visually this is what I'm thinking um, or yeah just like what is your process in terms of relating to the actors which comes into like your overall
1: sure that's a good question because basically even though I started from camera and even though I started from the visual side what I love about filmmaking what I love about visual storytelling, is um, as you grow older, you learn more and you, 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 you experience more and you work out your relationship to the medium more and more. And I'm still working it out and that's what I love about um, the job I do. And I talk about this a lot in my classes and this is really my theory towards film acting and to film creation, to film making, is yeah, it's a visual medium on one level. It's also a sonic medium on another level. And that's what I love about it. It fuses the two together. And thirdly, it's an emotional medium. So it deals with emotions. And the only other medium that does that is music. Mm. So I approach acting everything now more and more. Everything from storytelling to scripts to acting to editing to shooting to everything. It's all to me. All it is is music. It's just a different Mm -hmm. form of music so my whole um approach towards working with actors is again you know very much like being in a band we're playing a song a scene is a song and um a film is like an album it's a collection of songs yeah and um the great albums are the ones that sort of each song comes out of the other and that and it works as a whole and it's greater than the sum of its parts. So that's my, I guess, my philosophy and mm. my approach towards every facet of filmmaking, which includes performance, which includes acting. Yes. So I tend to work my very, and this is what I encourage, again, the actors um, I work with and also the ones, you know, who come to these classes. The, only, the basic skill, the only real tool all of us have, the only really imp- important um, uh, bit of machinery that we have is our instincts. Mm. And we're only as good as our instincts. And you've got to trust your instincts and you've got to develop your instincts at the same time. So I work from a very instinctual level. And to me, the script, again, is like sheet music. The words are like notes. Mm. And it's how you interpret them and how you play them. And every scene has a rhythm. It could be in four time. It could be in two time. It could, you know, it could be, have to be played loud or it has to be played soft, or it has to build or whatever. So, that's really where I come from, and it's very straightforward, actually. There's no, yeah, there's, no there's no sort yeah. of dark science or sort of, there's no kind of um, huge sort of psychological test or process that I go through with acting. It's just to me, if it sounds right, and if it feels right, and if it looks right, it's right. <laughs>
0: that's a really interesting method to um, be implementing um, because it makes so much sense and it's it's so simple. But I've never heard that before. You know, Um, especially like coming from an actor's perspective. um, You know, if you're in in a scene and someone is saying, "Oh, you know, pick up the pace, like just a little bit, like let's make it a bit quicker." essentially they're saying let's change the the time signature of the scene yeah
1: well it's like jazz it's like any kind of music you're, you're performing together yeah you know you're, you're riffing off each other like it, like musicians do and um that's i think very important it's a very simple way to unlock i think a lot of the you know when a scene doesn't work you go well why isn't this working and usually you just think, well, it's because maybe it's the rhythm, maybe it's the way we're standing. You know, there's what I love about it, it's, it's actually three-dimensional music as well. Yeah. You know, acting is is very much, you're acting in a space, you're acting in the frame, you're acting in depth, you're acting what I call a Z-plane, you know. You're coming towards the camera, away from the camera, or the camera's away from you, or, or the camera's coming towards you or leaving you, you know. So it's it uses all these axes um, and... Uh, You know the the other thing what i think is very important to understand um and what i'm learning as well as i get older is and you know i'm a director and i realize you know i want to direct everything but i realize you know i've got (laughs) certain strengths and certain weaknesses you know there are certain stories i'm probably better suited at telling than other ones and that's taking me a while to kind of come to terms with that but it's the same with actors actors are like musical instruments but they're unique there is not one actor that's the same and they are instruments, you know. Their bodies, their their voices, mm. their their faces, their, 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 their the, the 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 way and the way in which they kind of corral all those is like they're an instrument and they're unique. There's no one else like them. I mean, there might be twenty, you know, there's twenty million violins, but even those violins, each one of those violins, in the hands of a musician, sounds slightly different mm-hmm. or is slightly different. So. Um, but I think actors are even more diverse. And there's not one actor I've worked with that's exactly the same. Yeah. And so that's the, both the beautiful thing about um, film acting or what I love about directing. And also the, the sort of the um, the uh, the tricky thing is that, you know, you've got to kind of get – sometimes, you know, you're out of tune. And mm. sometimes – to me, that's why casting is very important. To me, it's make sure I, I, I cast actors that are in tune with each other. Mm. It's a tonality, and sometimes you take a risk, and sometimes when things are out of tune, you go, "Well, let's embrace that. Let's let's go with something discordant here. Let's see what that creates." You know, so it's very, you know, it's a it's a it's it's as I said, it's it's a, it's it's not a prescriptive process. It's 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 a very organic, very exciting um, process, and the more I don't know. And the more things go wrong, the better I think the final product is because it forces <laughs> you as a director to solve problems and in solving oh, yes. problems and in working with actors and if seeing scenes problematic, that's when you actually create art or that's when I think you create something really great.
0: Oh, for sure. I think like those stories of failure as well are always so interesting, you know, Um to look back and be like remember when we did that film and that happened and oh my god look how it turned around and then look how it turned out you know it's not gone exactly to plan but maybe um that that's how it was supposed to be in the first place kind of thing yeah so. no
1: failure is incredibly important you've yes. got to have, you know and failure and success and i talk about this a lot in the classes as well you know i talk about even on a personal level and on, on a on a broader level in terms of this industry you know um it's an up and down game you know you you're constantly it's never up and it's never always down you know it's it's a very um unpredictable game and you've got to come to terms with that in order to survive Mm. I think both for your mental health um but also creatively as well you've got to embrace the, the the um the the unpredictability because um, if you don't then you'll be miserable (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) for sure well I think um, what I'm kind of discovering more and more is that the deeper you understand yourself and um, like what your reaction is to things and how to like deal with um, whatever comes your way and the emotion that you feel towards that the more kind of not successful but I think it's a lot easier to navigate the industry um I, I'm speaking from an actor's perspective yeah, I, I call it
1: a- a- adapting yeah it's it's you know adaptation is survival and um yeah you've got to kind of learn from every experience and go okay well that did this that means this and store it and absorb it and process it and, yeah. and be able to kind of use it as as um as I said, is, is this sort of um, uh, the stockpile of, um, yeah, I guess, uh, emotions and a, a toolkit, basically, about how to, you know, how to move forward.
0: Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, which takes a lot of work. Like, it takes... You know, I don't I don't think that anyone gets to a point in their life where they're like, I understand myself fully and <laughs> I've no, finished the process. <laughs> to, I
1: think it'll happen for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Which is exciting in a sense because you're ne- like, it's just... And I think some, especially from this podcast, some of the best industry people that I've spoken to, the one through line, no matter what job they do or like who they are as a person, the one through line is always that... Um, they are all open to saying I'm constantly learning and I'm learning new ways especially if they're a coach as well Um, for a coach to say you know what like I I can coach you but I don't know everything or I am still discovering things right now and I will bring that back to you like with new things I think that's just really encouraging as an actor to hear because you kind of go everything's fine let's just all take a breath
1: exactly we're not uh seriously it's it's acting and it's filmmaking it's not uh it's not brain surgery we're not saving lives <laughs> <You know? laughs> thank god <laughs> it's, yeah, this acting isn't going to save the world yes um, yeah yeah no true You and putting things into perspective ultimately is what it's about
0: yeah, yeah. for sure so in terms of um Uh, going back to the whole um, viewing uh, film as a musical piece and whatnot do you find that um, because you have done um, many kind of different genres of films like um, a lot of the same and then um, also a lot of different work as well do you find when you're um, dealing with like a comedy or like a um, an action or a drama or whatnot does that um, kind of alter that process at all or um not
1: really, just the way that there are different genres of music. There's okay. rock and roll, there's classical, there's jazz, there's country, you know, it's it's all music and, you know, there each music has its, I guess, uh, films have their tropes, you know, and um, and my thing is, you know, audiences, I believe, love tropes, you know, mm. they, lo- they like knowing what they're inside of and then they like having the trope subverted or changed, mm-hmm. but uh, essentially... You know, you've got to know the tropes, you've got to know the the sort of cliches in order to, I guess, yeah, um, use them mm. and not, you know, mimic them, but use them because they are the language in which everyone understands stories. You know, a romance has a certain sort of set of dramatic turning points. Mm. Um, an action film or a war movie which I've just done has you know and it's how you filter them and it's how you present them that makes them unique to that story um, and it's same with acting I think you know there are characters there are certain characters or character types uh, the audience might think it's this kind of person but then they're surprised when you realize oh my god they've got this other dimension to them mm. but you know they, they, they it's, it's what I call the Trojan horse you, know, you <laughs> yeah. come into the gates. With this, as a horse, but inside there's all these armies of thought or emotion, and you unleash them. Yes, and it's how you. It's how you. I think the tri- That's the trick. Is how you surprise people. Yeah, because that's what we want, really. When we want when when we watch something, you know, uh, we want to be, we want to feel comfortable that we're going to see something that we're familiar with or that we underst- At least we'll be able to kind of enter into. Um, but then we want to be surprised you know mm. and it, and it's so satisfying and so wonderful for both the filmmakers the actors and the audience when when that when that can happen
0: yeah for sure and I guess yeah it's so it's always an interesting kind of process when you do you have that baseline of like okay we're doing a comedy and these are the the things that we work within a comedy with um, and then what goes around that like what what cushions that and what, um, how are we going to make that unique in this sense? Which yeah, well, is... comedy
1: is an interesting one because again, it, it, it's just like music. Comedy, comedy is the hardest from from an acting point of view. Yeah. Comedy is the hardest, uh, I guess, genre or whatever you want to call it, to, to pull off because it's you know it's about timing, but it's 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 about so many other things, and it's 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 um, and you know comedy is very subjective. You know, um,
0: oh, it definitely is.
1: There's satire, there's all you know, there's there's all sorts of kinds of comedy and humor. Um, and again, it's this thing of understanding the musicality of what you're doing und- knowing, and you know, that's why you know, comedy to me is scary because there are so many people who, who are brilliant at it. Like, the same way, you know, I'm, I'm sure a country, you know, like a guitarist, a classical guitarist, you know, um is really intimidating to a country music uh, guitarist who just has learned very simple simple chords yeah. but but the, but the point I'm trying to make is that in a way a country music artist say who plays very simple songs that's the beauty of their work is that it's it's the simplicity and that simplicity is actually hard to learn while yeah. a classical guitarist might find it really hard to adapt themselves to reduce the reduce their their playing yeah um so there's there's pros and cons for each each genre or each discipline Mm. and um you know that's it's interesting that's why the comedic actors I think always make the best dramatic actors because they understand performance and they understand the subterfuge and they understand rhythm and they understand um uh emphasis and they understand uh, timing in a really acute way you know um so it's a very interesting um it's interesting you bring up comedy because i think everything in a funny kind of way uh, in film acting and in filmmaking comedy is sort of like uh and i know this sounds bizarre it's sort of like at the top
0: yeah <laughs> if you can do
1: comedy you can do anything
0: <laughs> you've won the game you, yeah you're, you're kind of an
1: athlete you're you're, a, you're 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 an olympic you're an olympian you've you've, you've, you've got uh you're, you've won gold <laughs> you've made it yeah 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 for sure
0: well <laughs> Um, I always um, say this quote on this podcast, but um, Darren Gilshan has this very interesting quote about comedy, which he says, uh, dramatic acting is um, actors um, performing as the people that we want to be um, and the people that we're aspiring to be, whereas comedic acting is acting as the the broken people that we are. Mm. And so I think that kind of ties into what you just said is like... um, You know comedic actors are constantly dealing with you know being these characters who are just completely and wholly human in all their flaws and so obviously it ties like the timing and the situation kind of ties into why that is comedic but put that kind of idea into a dramatic piece and it yeah it just would bring out the realness of the of humanity i guess in a sense to Mm. kind of rather than trying to act as like a yeah like some something that you want the audience to aspire to be unless that's the character which is fine but i think that every single character has a flaw or many flaws which is the thing that makes it interesting to find that out is kind of like oh that's that yeah
1: and that's why for me uh i come back to this point i made before to me casting as a director, casting is really, really 90, 99% of what I do as a director. Yeah. I believe that my casting choice is really the biggest bit of direction I'll ever do and should okay. be the biggest bit of direction I ever give.
0: <laughs> no pressure though. <laughs> no, because
1: I believe, I really believe it's the actor yeah. that does the job. Sure. You know, And my job is just to create... Um, an environment for them to do what they do really well yeah Um, no amount of directing no amount of me kind of trying to get into their heads and tell them this or that you know well you know were you beaten when you were a kid or (laughs) you know did someone step on your ice cream or whatever you know go back to that you know that kind of bullshit no um you are the actor you you know that stuff you you've got your own process I can't enter into that all I can do is 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 collaborate with you mm. and um and that's why to me uh you know brilliant casting is really what directing's about um mm. because every actor has their own inherent flaws that they might necessarily show but that they can access or their strengths mm. that they don't necessarily show and that they can access mm. um but as a director i intuitively look at an actor uh, either at what they've done in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a in a in a casting tape or at their body of work and go mm. right okay my instincts are telling me that they'll be able to I'll be able to triangulate what I've just seen in their work to this character mm. and um, that's all I can do really is take a punter ultimately <laughs> um, so yeah and that's kind of a bit of an oblique way to sort of add on to your point there but yeah. it's it's sort of I think it's 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 acting isn't, um, as I said, it's not about it's not it's not a sport, in the way, even though we use the athletic analogy before. It's, it's 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 much more profound than that. It's really who you are as a human being and mm. what you um, what you're capable of. But when you look at all the great actors, like all the great twentieth-century film actors, like De Niro, Pacino, Meryl Streep, all these actors, they're essentially when you really boil them down, they're essentially playing the same, they're using the same Mm. um, core musicality or they're using the same core um, machine. Yeah. And they're just interpreting the stories through that machine. They're not trans... People think they're transformative actors, but when you really look at it, they're not. They're they're, they're kind of doing what they've always done in every movie. Mm Mm-hmm. To a lesser or further further degree. And I think mm. that's what great actors do. Is that they find the area that they're comfortable in. Yes. And they make very, very simple, but very, very powerful choices about what they're going to do with that character.
0: Yeah, and that kind of brings it back to your point before. Like, recently I was speaking to um, an American scout just who was, um, like, kind of aiding me in um, my material and whatnot. And it was funny because he was kind of like now look and he wasn't apologetic in the way that he said it but I think um sometimes people just don't know how actors are going to react to things (laughs) we just don't know if they're going to freak out but um he was talking about um how you know you have to kind of know your like we call it a brand but I think if you can find your strength as an actor, which everyone is going to have a strength, you are not going to be an actor who is amazing at every single thing in the whole industry. So I think if you can find your strength and hone in on that, as well as, you know, you you do have to be capable of doing other things as well. But speaking personally for me, my strength is comedy. I do a lot of comedy. Um, That's kind of where I... Sit very well in the industry. So we, the um, scout and I were kind of talking about how I I should be honing in on that rather than trying to be like oh I'm good at comedy, but I can also do maybe like a a dramatic like maybe Vampire Diaries kind of vibe, which is just kind of not me. So I think the the sooner you can kind of put your ego to the side and just realize oh okay, so that is fine that I can do that really well and. You know, over here is something that I can work on. But you know, and you were saying with you as well, you had to kind of come yeah, to terms. It's just, with... it's just
1: being pragmatic, yeah. and it's just and just and just looking at you know looking at looking looking at the long run of your career. Yeah, knowing that it's you know you're going to age as well, and you're going to change, and we all change and we all evolve. Mm. And why not just be. Um, uh, cl- you know smart about it go okay well this is my strength this is where I'll start mm. I'll 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 concentrate on this you know I won't I won't ignore every other opportunity but this is where I'll go and then you'll never know where that leads you yes. you no one knows where they'll end up and I have this big belief it's never the opportunity that you're going for that that is the opportunity yes it's the opportunity that comes out of that opportunity. Mm. That is the opportunity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that that's happened to me so many times in my life. Like I, I've gone for one thing, or, or or you know, okay, I'm going to be really focused. I'm going to go for this. And in a funny kind of way, once 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 either i I've achieved that opportunity or I haven't. Mm-hmm. So many things have happened in the interim that are completely wow, even better, or or they send you on a different pathway and you yeah. meet this person or this happens which you could never have predicted. And that's what's both – that's what I think is wonderful about this game is that, you know, you never know where you're going to go or you never know what's going to lead to what. Mm. Um, Sometimes things just do fall to a heap, and that's fine. But, you know, and you've always got to kind of be leapfrogging and and, and doing a number of things. But never, ever be too fixated on the one thing. Yeah. but also at the same time, be as I as you just sort of explained. Just be sensible, be pragmatic, be yeah. be be grounded. Play to your strengths, mm. and then invariably, once you've done that, hopefully, other things will follow.
0: Yeah, for yeah. sure. And um, I mean, like, it's it's also very encouraging to kind of know that there is there is not at all one way to do a certain job in this industry. There's not. One way for an actor to be like, well, if I do this, then I can do this, and then this opportunity will come up, and then I can do whatever I want because I'll be successful. Then I think that I'm I'm so glad that that's not the case because you know you you can go so many different ways, and just being open to the idea that anything can happen to you, anything and everything can happen to you, and to just yeah, be just be working you know constantly on yourself and your craft and um, yeah just seeing where it takes you rather than trying to have this idea of like this is what my journey is and if it doesn't happen this way I'm going to freak out
1: yeah because also the other thing you got to realize is that all of us are a part of this huge huge shift that's happening now this huge seismic change that's changed that's happening in the industry globally is, you know, the whole, all the, uh, whole apparatus of what films and what TV used to be is now being completely turned on its head. Mm. The streamers are coming. The streaming wars have started. Mm-hmm. Uh, content now is um, a, a commodity uh, that that has a value that it never had before, and um, it's a very scary time but it's also a very exciting time so Mm. you know opportunities are going to um i think become exponential over the next sort of 10 years Mm. i I really think it's a very exciting time to be um even to be starting out you know um i've been in this game for a long time now and i'm I'm having to constantly just just reinvent myself because you, you can't you can't just stay in the one as you said, on the one trajectory, you've got to be able to kind of get off one jet and jump onto another. Mm. You know, you've got to be able to, you know, yeah, um, whatever it is, you know, the Abu Dhabi in the sky or whatever, you need to be <laughs> able to kind of get off that plane and find the connecting flight, go somewhere else as soon as possible. <laughs> that was a good analogy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you when you were starting out and um creating these short films and whatnot um did you did you ultimately have a like a big goal of where you wanted to get at that point in time or were you kind of just creating to explore what your method was and then just kind of seeing what the next step Um, no my goal was
1: to direct feature films okay that was my goal you know Because again, you know, people have goals. They want to go to the Olympics. You know, they want to do this or they want to climb Everest or they want to, you know, swim the English Channel or they want to, you know, become a doctor and work in Africa. Mm. You know, I wanted to make feature films. I wanted to be a feature film director. That's what I wanted to do with my life and I wanted to make um, a lot of feature films. I wanted to have a a prolific career. I wanted to be like the, the filmmakers that I admired and that inspired me. And um, to a degree, I've achieved that. You know, I'm making films and I'm... I
0: think you
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm living... I'm making a living from it, which I'm very, you know, very, very grateful for and I feel very privileged and very lucky. Um, at the same time, it's very hard. It's fucking hard work and you never... This thing I think, uh, what I've learned again now being 54, um, you never arrive. <laughs> yeah. And you never arrive. And the great thing is, is that you sort of... Um, I don't think anyone, even even you know, who you think is really successful, I don't think they ever arrive either. You're always you're always searching. You're always you're always um, uh, trying to uh, you know get the next gig. Mm-hmm. And my I've come to terms. Of, for me, success now is working. If I'm working, that's my measure of success. I'm successful if I work. But when I'm not working, I'm miserable, <laughs> and almost I'm broke. So to me, the 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 whole sort of, uh, as I said, the whole idea of being able to make a living from it. I'm uh, you know I'm uh, I'm very lucky that I can. But um, I'm doing what I want to do, and uh, again linked to what I said before. What's interesting now is that that's changing. You know the the whole idea of what feature films are, what their value is has changed you know mm. and television now and I don't even call it television it's it's a, it's another thing altogether it's long-form storytelling or as I call them serialized movies um that's changing and that's exciting you know and I'm an ideal I'm also doing documentaries now you know mm. and I'm getting older and you know and the industry is becoming more diverse which is fantastic so I'm needing to find my place within that changing landscape so it's always changing it's always evolving and you're always you're always arriving you're always yes. arriving somewhere and leaving somewhere. Yes. And it's the journey. <laughs> and we're all travellers, I think. We're all... We. I don't think in this industry, uh, any, any artist, I think any creative person is a traveller. Mm. I, I think they're always exploring and they're always, um, you know, going on adventures and some of them, they discover, you know, the Mayan Temple and sometimes you don't. Sometimes it's a washout. <laughs> but you always... Get to the, you know, get on the next adventure, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, I want to quickly um, we'll wrap this up in a second because you've got to go and teach a class. Yes. Um, I want to quickly talk about Danger Close, which is um, your film that's just recently come out. Um I read an an interesting article about it that was saying that it has been incredibly successful with um, war veterans and people in smaller towns of Australia, Um, which is, I mean, it makes sense because that is what the film is about. It's a war film. Um, Was that kind of something in your process that you... um, not aiming for, but were kind of aware that the film was going to do that? Or were you just, when you were creating the film, um, kind of just in your element, kind of doing this and willing to see where it was going to go? Um,
1: look, we that film is a very interesting... Um, what would I call it. It, it, it? It's That film is sort of lightning in a bottle. That kind of film, the way in which we made it, the level at which we made it, the budget at which we made it, doesn't happen it wasn't meant to happen (laughs) okay though that sort of filmmaking in this country just does not happen yeah you know it was 24 million dollar film
0: uh
1: and it was made purely by sheer will you know and by sheer uh recklessness Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) huge risks were taken (laughs) huge um everyone said you can't do that and we went, fuck it. No, we are mm-hmm. going to do that. You know, we did things. We broke the rules. We sure. made that film despite itself. Um, and that's a great thing. But again, it's a war movie. Okay. So it was a big movie. And uh, the audience for that movie in this country isn't necessarily that big. Unlike, say, a film like Palm Beach or Ride Like a Girl, which have both done very well, which is great. You mm-hmm. know, um, uh and those films work because they have uh, an audience. Um, but what I'm very proud of is that, yes, the film did connect with the veteran community. It did connect with regional communities. Um, and that's its audience. Um, and we always knew that that was going to be you know, our core, okay. what we call the heartland audience. We always knew that. Yeah. Um, and I was very aware of, even when I made the film, even after I finished, I knew, you know, the audience for this was going to be finite. But what, was, what I know is going to be infinite is going to be, hopefully, it's life. It'll live now, I think, you know, for a long time mm. because it is such an important story. And that's why I made it, really. I didn't, make, I didn't make it to become a hit. I made it because it was a story that needed to be told and that has been told and now it exists. And like all, you know, hopefully all class, classic films, you know, it'll, it'll have its life. Uh, that'll be beyond box office that'll be beyond you know the audiences that first saw it it'll hopefully generationally you know be shared and be Mm. um, appreciated
0: Mm. I think that mentality when filmmaking it's it like it seems to me that really like if you have a story you know as you say you didn't make it to become a success and to be like, oh, that's Chris Stenders from Danger Close. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think for me, that's the most important thing is like, why, why are you telling this story? Because it's important, that makes sense, rather than just saying oh, we're gonna create a story because we know that the audience is gonna love it kind of thing I think that that's a very hollow kind of well not necessarily ho- you
1: know I don't think that I don't think that's hollow I don't think I okay. think you could it's like anything again like it's like music it's like what music are you gonna to play to who and why
0: sure
1: you know um, and I think there's places there's totally I mean I think a film like Palm Beach or ride or like a girl which have both done very well are great because they're they're just they're simple escapist films you know I made yeah. one I made one called Red Dog you know yes. um, and they have their place every story has its place and its purpose and mm. it's and, and and an audience and you know I get it you know I'm I, you know I can imagine being you know a seven-year-old mum wants to go out with her husband and wants to just have a nice night. Oh, there's Sam Neill and Brian Brown at um, Beach. That looks really lovely, doesn't it, darling? Yeah, let's go and see that. What, or this war movie. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah.
0: Oh,
1: oh, gosh, there's lots of Vietnamese being blown up. Oh, I don't know about that. But I'd love to see Brian. Yeah, let's go and see that. <laughs> so you get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Fair. I guess,
0: I guess what I meant about hollow is um, not that those films have a hollow meaning. I think that... Um, like, their, their storyline has a purpose and there is a reason that it's being, you know, told. Obviously, a war film is going to be more so like a, a kind of, oh, there definitely is a reason why this story is being told. But just, I mean, more with, like, the blockbusters, like, American blockbusters, I guess. Some of them, you know, um, could potentially be just, like, money makers yeah Um, which is fine it does serve a purpose it's it's called show business yes
1: show business (laughs) (laughs) and that's fine yeah and it's again it's your entry point it's 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 just knowing what you're doing why you're doing it and what you want out of it and managing expectations of both creatively and um you know professionally what what it is you're doing yeah um but you know, it's, it's it's it relates. I think I know what you're saying. I mean, with 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 uh, Danger Close, I made a decision of how to come to terms with telling that story and what I wanted out of it. Mm. Uh, for example, years and years ago, I made a uh, I made a, a feature film called Boxing Day, mm-hmm. which I made for about one hundred seventy five thousand dollars.
0: Really? Uh,
1: yeah. And I made that film because it was an opportunity. I was uh, the Adelaide Film Festival cu- commissioned me to make it. Uh-huh and it was just a fantastic opportunity and i decided look if i can make a really good film and if it can work on the film festival circuit and if that film can if i can make a creatively do something really strong with it that's i'm going to be happy with that i don't care if it if it doesn't travel i don't care if it's not bought i don't care if it's not distributed as long as i make it for the film festival circuit audience and it and it does well critically that's a success and it was it was exactly that Mm -hmm. um and that's, I think, a very important thing for actors and for filmmakers to know what are you making, why are you making it, what you want out of it and to manage your expectations. Yeah. To know that it's, this isn't necessarily going to be the break or the big thing. Never think like that because you are always, even if it does break, you're still going to be disappointed. Mm. You know what I mean? It'll never, ever, nothing will ever, ever reach whatever kind of you imagined in your, yeah. you know, in your daydream about what it was going to be. It's never going to be that. So don't, don't even go there, don't put yourself through that pain, just manage your expectations and you know with Danger Close I was just so thrilled and I'm still pinching myself, I can't believe we made that film and I'm so, I almost feel like I can I not make another film now, <laughs> I feel so satisfied, I've done that, I've rung that bell i've 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 ticked that box yeah whatever happens now is a bonus so to me it's a very sort of um it's a great feeling when you've done something that uh you feel your career sort of um built towards Mm. and then it's really interesting when you've done that to go well where do i go from now and it's very interesting you sort of you tend to it's i'm finally feeling i can relax a little bit more and not not be on this anxious kind of um yeah hacking my way through the forest or through the jungle and getting sweaty I feel like I can maybe you know just sort of just stroll, a stroll. <laughs> stroll a bit more and maybe stop and look look over there and see what's over there and and just sort of enjoy the journey a little bit more yeah yeah
0: I guess in this industry it does feel like that sometimes where you're just constantly like inundated with the it's hard you know it's it's hard it's hard you it's
1: know hard. and and, and I'm, I'm here pontificating saying oh you know chill out be, be cool it's easier to say that stuff um it's harder to put it in action but the more I, again all i'm saying is that the older you get the more you do it the more you realize you've got to enjoy the you know it's the whole corny thing live in the present you've got to enjoy the journey you yeah. know you have got to enjoy every moment and enjoy not knowing what's happening next yes. kind of enjoy that because that's in a way, what feeds you and what keeps it exciting and, and just go flow, you know, just, just really be open to everything and learn and, um, use everything as a, as a sort of a, a, as as a, as a, as a learning experience or as a stepping stone towards Mm, something else.
0: For sure. Well, we've got to wrap up, (laughs) but, um, thank you so much for being on. This has been very lovely to have you and very helpful. I know that people are going to get a lot out of this episode. I hope so so um, <laughs> we shall talk to you soon. Okay,
1: take care. Thanks.